WGNS Murfreesboro, W270AF Murfreesboro, W263AI Murfreesboro, Smyrna. The Good Neighbor Network, FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and online at WGNSRadio.com. This is WGNS Action Line, talking with Rutherford County newsmakers about what matters most to you. Now, your host, Scott Walker. Right now that time, 8.15, you're listening to WGNS on this Wednesday morning. Today is the 29th of June, just a few days away from the 4th of July, which is coming up on Monday. So it's literally right around the corner. With us in studio, we have Rutherford County Mayor Bill Ketrin and also Steve Sandlin with us this morning as well. And uh, we'll be talking about things involving Rutherford County. If anybody has any questions, they can definitely text those in, 615-893-1450. And uh, you can also call at 615-893-1450. But to start off the morning, the county budget, that has all passed. So everything is good to go there for the upcoming year, I guess. It is, Scott. Good morning. Uh, We passed the uh, final budget. Uh, this past Monday morning at 9 o'clock uh, without a tax increase. Yay for that. Uh, no no property tax increase. And we were able to do that with the lowest certified, very proud of this, the lowest certified tax rate in the history of Rutherford County. That tax rate dropped from 2.2% down to 1.6216. So with that reappraisal that was recently done by the property assessor, does that Mm -hmm. mean that what folks pay in property taxes is going to be close to the same of what they had paid last year? Anytime you have a a, um, reappraisal, it's supposed to be revenue neutral. Uh, However, that's not because we always pay a year in the rears. Um, So your appraisal... it probably went way up for a lot of people because people are coming in here buying houses for two, three hundred thousand dollars more than what you thought it was worth. Uh, you won't feel the effects of that reappraisal until next year. Uh, but for this year, it did not affect our tax rate. Okay, well, that, that's good to hear, I guess, for a lot of folks yes. out there. And yeah. of course, there is a senior tax freeze. Once you hit a certain age, you can Six, I guess, apply. Sixty-five and and income based also so those are the two factors based on over 65 and whatever your your current income is so uh, call them call uh, Ted Beatty in his office at trustees office to see if you do qualify and then another one of the big changes we saw this year was the lack of needing to get your auto emissions tested which I think saved people a lot of time and hassle yeah absolutely we've been working on that for several years um, uh, trying to get to that point um, actually, we we passed some legislation before I left the state senate, um, and we were just waiting on the EPA and then and then TDEC and everybody had to make sure double check and double insure and triple insure that they weren't making a mistake. But uh, we were able to get uh, uh, that finally passed, so that was a, a a real savings to our citizens. Of course, that it also makes it easier that. This means you can now renew your tags online without having to go to the county clerk. I mean, just a lot of stuff is easier, more streamlined. Absolutely, and uh, we're we're very proud of that. And and uh, you know, because of cleaner emissions through 
automobile manufacturers uh, we're not in that attainment zone anymore so our air is cleaner and and uh but just for saving an hour or two of sitting in that line yeah. you know it's frustrating for everybody it's kind of like going to the doctor you almost have to mark off your day in order to get in to get out and then go to the county clerk after that yeah and stand in line again yeah get your tags right exactly uh, but other things that have been in the works here throughout the county uh, fire departments you, you are building more county fire departments and does this mean that eventually we're going to have Rutherford County Fire Departments all throughout the area? Yes, absolutely, Scott. Um, uh, we were able Monday to go ahead and we had uh, appropriated money for the for the first four. We had planned for a total of six. And uh, so Monday we were able to get a second tranche of money from the, from the uh, uh, ARPA, which is COVID-related money that went out to all cities and counties. And so our second tranche of money that came in from the feds was deposited Monday morning as we were setting the tax rate uh, for our second $32 million. And so that allowed us to go ahead and, and uh, Commissioner Pettis Reed stood up, Chairman of Public Safety, made the motion that we go ahead and allocate and lock down $14 million for the remaining two public health and safety buildings. So that means that we're going to have six of these public health and safety buildings out in the rural areas uh, to where we'll have two fire trucks, two ambulances, a certified tornado shelter, a community pantry to where people will be able to come if, if they're um, uh food deficient they can come there and pick up tomatoes and you know cucumbers and whatever people in the area are growing um so we're excited about that that will help bring down insurance rates out in the in the rural area for for your homes um but more importantly is being able response time especially for our ems and paramedics be able to reach you at a faster um uh, response time because seconds means the difference between they ever die you know so it won't take with as congested as what our roads roads and streets are today we're going to be more proportionally um, located around the county to where if you're having a heart attack you want them there as quickly as possible right definitely <laughs> now the neat thing about this is it's it's almost as if we are at this fresh start point where rutherford county is building their own fire department from scratch i know we do have what one lo or two locations now uh, we have uh, uh, Kittrell is underway, and so is Rockvale. <clears throat> the steel's being delivered in Rockvale this week and should start being erected next week. And we're going to um, Walter Hill and Las Casas. And then on Highway 96, where the uh, uh, Dell Webb community, you know, the uh, 55 and up community, they donated two acres for us to build that facility. And then the other one's going to, the sixth one's going to be in Christiana behind the middle school. But the one existing that's open right now and running, that's on Barfield Road. That's correct. And then we're going to grow from there. So that means basically hiring firemen, you know, starting off a whole new correct division of the county. Now, the one on Barfield is strictly fire, fire and rescue. Now, these new ones are going to have fire and EMS with ambulances, you know, so we'll be able to respond at a quicker, uh, quicker time. And we will have to hire more firemen which was in the budget uh for the anticipation of these first two opening uh within the next six months or so and then uh, we'll have to hire more ems and paramedics as well so creating a lot of new job opportunities local firemen or Correct. those who want to be a fireman i mean a lot of positive stuff yeah and we uh in the in the budget we gave uh we gave uh, all of our 
deputies at the sheriff's department and uh, law enforcement first responders 20 percent increase in pay without a tax increase and we also uh, gave all other county employees a 15 percent uh, pay raise without a tax increase I, I recall that county commission meeting i guess it was a i forgot which meeting it was maybe it was public safety but the sheriff was up there talking about how he's competing with other police departments sheriff departments around the state many of whom are you know they're paying 20 to 30 percent more than what the sheriff's office is yeah paying. we we uh, had been behind uh even though i uh, since i took office in 2018 uh, we've given a uh, pay increase and lift the table for everybody since I took office um, but we were still behind because of previous years we had not kept up with inflation and, and what was happening with the tremendous growth that we have um, but we uh, are now within the 50 percentile of uh, what the average pay is so this will keep our good quality people here instead of moving to uh, going to work in Lebanon or franklin or brentwood or somewhere this will make a huge huge difference i'd say at the sheriff's department as far as keeping those longtime employees who have been there for you know a good while who are, are good workers of course yeah i had one of my directors tell me just yesterday matter of fact uh, director of it he said i was planning on retiring in five years but he said what you all did for me he said i've looked at it he said i think i'm going to be able to stay on uh, longer and continue to work and and salt some money away for his retirement and of course there's a lot of good benefits that go along with working for the county benefits you wouldn't find at you know just a, your average private company that that is correct so that's all good again well, you take scott i mean you know you take a regular private industry you know what kind of raise do you get in a private industry you might get two percent you might get one percent you know or no percent the, or no percent <laughs> or yeah. negative you know you might get a, a, a christmas card you know saying uh, merry christmas but uh that's about it and then you look at government government what do you get you know uh state is average maybe two three percent for cost of living or something like that but that's it you know cities uh and you take 15 percent this time across the board county and then 20 percent for sheriff's department makes a huge difference it's unheard of yeah it's pretty remarkable that we're able to do it without a tax increase definitely so now speaking of, of money financials the the recent census that was performed has has that led to any increase in funding for rutherford county at this point well we since we do not have a state income tax we don't get anything from state income tax we we're a state who just like our county we survive mainly off property taxes and sales tax and that's what drives us and then and then we get federal funding and state funding um, next year is going to be good because um, the BEP formula is going away and the General Assembly had to foresight, foresight with um, Governor Lee to pass his suggestion to go to TISA uh, which is the new education for funding formula and getting rid of the old antiquated BEP and this helps the fast-growing uh, school districts like ours. When when we go back into into school this August, all of our schools we will be well over 50,000 students in Rutherford County, which were already the fourth largest uh, school district in, in the state of Tennessee. But under this new TISA formula, we're going to be getting 52 million dollars that will be going straight into education. 
So we're excited about that. I looked at that BEP formula. I mean, there's it's so complex. You can't figure it out. I, I don't understand why that was in place for however long it was. Uh, it's well over 35 years. I spent 16 years in the Senate and still couldn't figure it out after 16 years. It, it was, I don't know who put it together. Some, some. Uh, I think not in the education system, surely. Whoever well, I, 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 I think they were, but at yeah. the uh, collegiate level, and um, you know, they did it where nobody could understand it. I'm sure there's a lot of stuff in state government that just doesn't make sense, well, and federal, of course. Well, and, and also is is a term we like to say: you can't make your stuff up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> With us this morning, County Mayor Bill Ketron and Deputy to the Mayor Steve Sandlin, and uh, talking about different county issues and things happening I, I know there was a recent fire on the top of the middle point landfill and so i'm, I'm curious are new things being considered in order to i don't know either extend the life of the landfill or change the way we use the landfill altogether well <clears throat> there's about six years left at uh, middle point landfill which is a private in industry uh, it's owned by Republic, which is the they own the BFI landfill that's been there since uh, 1989. Uh, they are a private industry, and uh, it would be like I, I stated earlier this morning before we got onto the, to the uh, uh, this program that the commissioner of TDEC told me that the only way that that's going to be settled at, at Republic is through a judge. And I, I firmly believe that. But we have been working for the last four years. Uh, uh, Commissioner Cush and his committee on uh, public works, we've, we've looked at, we had 28 RFIs that went out. We, we put out RFPs. We had nine of those come in. One is far away, uh, which is a request for proposal. Uh, the RFP, we had one as far away as uh, Brussels that had a, some idea of how to handle our waste stream. We've narrowed it down to the top three, and uh, the one that came out on top was Pratt Recycling out of Conyers, Georgia, and they are not in the trash business. Let me be very clear about that. They are not in the trash business. All they do is recycle. They want our cardboard. They want our plastics. They have, uh, they're in the process of putting together a contract that they would like to uh, give to us. Um, to see if we are willing to go into a P3, a public-private partnership with them, um, to where we can start funneling all of our, our cardboard and all of our plastics. Um, they uh, are over a $2.5 billion company. Uh, they're all over the country in recycling. They take uh, corrugated cardboard and can recycle it up to seven times before it starts losing its tensile strength. So everything that comes in a box, they will take those boxes, recycle it, reform it. They are the largest supplier for Amazon. You can imagine how many boxes Amazon's get delivered every day. Yeah. On their plastic, they take plastic water bottles. They take them, grind them up, and turn it, uh, sell it, all that ground-up plastic to a third party, which is the carpet mills in Dalton, Georgia, and make carpet out of water bottles. So this Pratt Recycling, if they locate here, or a facility here in Murfreesboro, Rutherford County, where would they be located? We have 20 acres um, that they're interested in, and they're putting together the proposal as we speak because it backs up at the 20 acres on Florence Road. Florence and um, uh, Old Nashville Highway Singer. and Singer Road, right by the old Singer plant. 
at 20 acres uh, uh, adjoins the CSX railway and they would like to put in a rail spur and put whatever as they start bailing the plastics and the cardboard and etc as they bring in then they would put it in the back of a train car and ship it to their facility in Conyers, Georgia. Wow okay so that that would be of good use then and you know that train goes right to well it goes i guess all the way to yeah, atlanta right and, and they they feel like that they can they can um, uh, eliminate 35 to 40 percent of the waste stream going into the landfill at, at bfi man that that would make a huge difference and probably solve a lot of problems well it, uh, scott is changing the culture and i think that in their proposal they're going to going to suggest that they put in um they want to put in uh compactors at each one of our high schools you know, for all the cardboard of all the food that comes in, you know, for all the cafeterias to, you know, feed 1,200 kids, you know, while they're in school. And how many how many water bottles and, and lemonade bottles and everything out of those vending machines, it's probably a large amount of plastic. And But that's where you plant the seed and changing the culture of how this community thinks about, let's get on board and let's start recycling. Uh, they said they'll bring in their own trucks, their own men, and start uh, if the cities are willing to work with them on curbside recycling as well. So does this mean that the county is going to offer the potential of curbside recycling, or is that going to be a private venture? Well, it, we already offer it, recycling at our convenience centers. Yeah, you know, so we're so already so doing that. You go to the convenience center. Yeah, you right. just come and bring your cardboard, your plastic, your um, aluminum, and all that stuff. It, we got 15 sites yeah. that you can take that to right yeah. now. Yeah. Uh, curbside in the county is difficult okay so it, we don't have curbs out in rockvale and Eagleville and some of these other places and when it's half a mile between you know uh, driveways and the driveways a quarter of a mile back to the house it's difficult to do that uh, so it's where your your concentration of of houses are usually inside the city so like down in laverne they've got one subdivision down there so it's got over three thousand homes in it yeah, uh, one, at one point, that was one of the biggest subdivisions, I think, in the state. I think in the country. Mm -hmm. Wow. And, of course, in the county, there's there's private companies that go out, and you can contract with them to pick up your trash mm -hmm. weekly. Um, but I, I don't know of any that offer recycling pickup right now. I know there was. No, there still is. There uh, still matter of fact, I, I, it's a small container uh, that I, uh, Teresa and I contract with and, and uh, pay them monthly, and they come by and pick it up. They were, the company that went out of business got bought by a company that's out of uh, Salt Lake City, Utah. Okay. That's where I send my checks to on a monthly basis, but we, we're still continuing to recycle. So that would uh, definitely lighten the load, I, I guess to say, as far as what is dumped at the landfill but then the other issue is are you know other cities still coming in to walter hill area to dump stuff at middle point there are but uh, we had talked to to republic and and i think the the solid waste regional council had given them a, a kind of a drop dead date and said that um, you know by the end december 31st of 2022 is you can't continue bringing that in um, and so that kind of sent a signal, and that's when the lawsuit was filed. But we have talked to them since that period of time, um, and they said they're willing to to um, uh, keep that promise of not bringing in outside trash after uh, end of the year of 2023. Okay. I don't think they filed a lawsuit. They sent a letter. They sent a letter. They haven't yeah. filed a lawsuit yet. Yeah. You yeah. are correct. Yeah. So Which the city uh, of Murfreesboro is doing the same thing. I don't know if they got a letter or not. I don't think the city got one, but they're they're negotiating with them. But they didn't get a lot of like the county did. 
So we'll find out, I guess, what happens next, either through the courts or over the weeks to come. Sure. But what in the, the meantime, two? let's start recycling. Yeah. yeah. So Pratt Recycling moving to Rutherford County, if everything goes as planned, when would that actually happen? Well, I'd, I would like to get it done while it's still on my watch. Uh, you know, I, I exit uh, county mayor's position on August 31st. We have one more county commission meeting on, on the in August. second week of August, mm-hmm. and uh, it would take full approval to um, consummate that contract. And then once everything is signed, they could they're, begin they're, the process. They're going to come in and build a $9 million uh, facility to where the trucks would come in and unload their recyclables. And uh, and then they would build the, the spur and uh, take them on out of the county. Sounds good. Again, with us this morning, Rutherford County Mayor Bill Ketcherin and Deputy to the Mayor Steve Sandlin. We're going to take a short break, but when we come back, we'll get to any questions you may have. You can text us at 615-893-1450. The Action Line on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. By growing up in the restaurant business and being always around it, it was just something that was just second nature to me. I didn't realize the amount of work that was involved in it. I I didn't understand and appreciate all that my parents sacrificed in order to provide for us. And now I'm very thankful and and I'm very appreciative of the foundation that they laid for me so we could teach others to create what they have done to make it more of a legacy than just a passing of the torch. This is Peter Demas inviting you to enjoy a meal with our family at Demas' Restaurant. Hi, this is Amanda from Animal City, inviting your family to come do business with my family. Whether your friends have scales or feathers, we have the things for them here at Animal City. I think one of the best things at Animal City is our staff. We have a team of dedicated pet lovers and knowledgeable professionals to help you with your pet's needs. When you come see us, don't forget to check out our basement level. We have two full stories of pets and pet supplies. Come see us at Animal City, 919 Northwest Broad Street in Murfreesboro. Listen live to WGNS Radio on our website, and Alexa, or Google devices. Search WGNS Radio for on-demand podcasts in iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. Plus, we have direct links to podcasts at WGNSRadio.com. Hi, I'm Larry Castelli, and I love living at Adams Place. You have an exercise class in balance that is more aerobic, get your heart rate up and so forth, then you have only stretch and balance. You don't feel cramped. You have a nice campus and you have uh, green spaces. Well, I think it's a good place to live. I'm Terry Deal. Call me for more information about Adams Place, located at 1927 Memorial Boulevard, across from Walmart. The Action Line on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. Right now that time, 8.38, you're listening to WGNS. Again, with us this morning, Rutherford County Mayor Bill Ketron and Deputy to the Mayor Steve Sandlin. And uh, we have one question here talking about emission testing, getting rid of that. And they said, but the cost of tags were raised. Well, uh, Mark, the um, emissions were $10, I believe, on every vehicle that you had. And um, uh, when Mrs. Lisa Kroll 
she is our county clerk came to us and the when they did away with the missions at the state level um, the law says that the county especially the clerk's office could retain up to four dollars out of the out of the ten for your emissions testing um, and that's what she chose to do because otherwise at some point in time it had been a tax increase or something so it's just four dollars it was much easier for that transaction to occur like that um, and she's able to keep that and, and then forward more money back to the trustees on the money that she collects because she's a fee office. She is a constitutional officer, and, and she is elected, and she can determine what her budget is. Um, but we had numerous, numerous people saying that they would pay $10 just not to go sit out there and go through the missions. Well, you know, then you also have to kind of factor in the costs that people were having to spend to fix their vehicles if they didn't pass emissions i mean that was costing or, or take off from work some people yeah. couldn't get off work you know their bosses wouldn't let them get off work and so when do you do it they closed at like five i think or yes, four thirty. so yes, it, sir. It, it and did you make get it out difficult. there at seven o'clock and there's a line that went all the way out past comcast on, on highway yeah. 99 especially at the start and the end of each month correct so yeah that that definitely made it tough for a lot of people yeah. out there so i'm sorry the person had to laugh but four dollars <laughs> Also, Scott, did you uh, know that the mayor uh, got this deal done for the um, new clerk's office out there at uh, our, our one stop out on corner Blaze and um, Fortress? I didn't and know Fortress. That. Fortress and Blaze. So it's uh, under construction right now uh, out there by Blackman High School. So there's like 40,000 people live on the other side of the interstate going towards Blackman. Mm -hmm. So this new facility should be done within the next. Uh, uh, 12 months where they're pouring the concrete as we speak today uh, for the foundation uh, all the pipes and everything's in so you'll be able to renew your tags at the second clerk's office here in Murfreesboro so Lisa Kroll will have a new office over there we're building the building large enough to where another 4,000 square feet will be empty and we can choose what we want to put in there and then another 4,000 square feet on the building also I negotiated a deal with the Department of Safety um, at the state, and they'll be paying us. It's over uh, a 10 year period. Uh, they're going to pay us uh, uh, a good amount of money for good the lease. Um, but you'll be able to renew your driver's license at the express station put on by the Department of Safety. So that'll save folks a lot of time. A lot then. of time from having to come all the way downtown. Yeah, I, you know, I've been going to Smyrna after renew my tags, but mm -hmm. I don't do it online now. Because it's always a smaller line in Smyrna. Correct. So, well, and I think, Scott, that the state's going to keep this other facility open. Uh, so those folks going and getting tags, you know, you're 16 years old or, or renewing your license, you know, yeah. your license, getting your driver's license. Uh, over on Middle yeah. Tennessee Boulevard. And, uh, so that's where you, uh, you'll go take your driver's test if you're 16, et cetera. But this will be an express station with kiosks, so it'll be less people. So you'll be able to go in and just... Like at the airport when you get your tickets, it's a right. express type facility. It's going to be huge. It's going to be great. I, I know that line at the driver's license testing center. It's gotten so crazy. It's out the door, and of course now you have to. If you're 16, you have to schedule a test ahead of time. Correct. Oh yeah. So it, it's it'll changed. take half of the traffic out there at that location, and and uh, people come in much faster, quicker. So you'll be able to do it in one stop. That's why we're calling it one stop. You yes. get your driver's uh, license renewed and your tags renewed all in one location. 
Hey, I remember I got my license at the, uh, it was like the little THP portable buildings at Old Fort Park. Yep. Um, and they were literally two metal buildings that sat out there for years. Yes. So I, I don't. Right behind the baseball. Yeah. Diamond. Well, yeah. I remember uh, we found out the hard way, I guess, you know, when my son turned 16 uh, to go get his driver's license, uh, we couldn't get in. I mean, it was like three months down the road. And, you know, a 16-year-old cannot wait that long to get their driver's <laughs> license. And it's like, three months? Are you kidding me? You know, you got to tell them, you know, basically when you turn 15 that you want to take your test when you're 16 to get in there. So he went to Shelbyville well, and, and took his test. And, you know, and that's pretty sad. So they the state did recognize that. And uh, this is um, what the mayor, Ketron pulling this option out here and throwing it out there to them and man they jumped all over it i mean they they there's like yes this is our answer and with like the mayor said over forty thousand people on that side of the interstate right there and growing you know it's its own little town now we will keep this one open down here at 319 it will stay open so uh that, right. that will disperse a lot and then also a lot of your car dealerships are out that way you know now and so they can get over there and 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 probably at the new location and and lighten and load up over here in downtown so it's going to help out a lot and they'll have two drive-through i think you mentioned that but two drive drive throughs over there and still have the drive-through over here and and then you can go in and use kiosk now over here at this one so but uh so all of that to make a big difference for sure yes i i noticed construction continues out 231 south they're doing road improvements out there right now and, and, you know, it's speculated that someday we're going to have businesses between Murfreesboro and Shelbyville all up and down 231. Are are you seeing in the county zoning changes for commercial property out there? Yes, sir. Um, and <clears throat> more and more, we were talking to Commissioner Reed yesterday, and he's uh, on the County Planning Commission. And more and more requests because so many people are moving here that, uh, you know, they're the city has not annexed out, so people are still looking for property, and it's cheaper in the county than what it is in the city. And, and now that we're going to be able to provide those services, ambulance and fire and et cetera, it makes it more uh, appealing for somebody to open a business. I think there's a new, I saw on the planning request, a new Mexican restaurant going out in Rockwell. Oh, wow. I saw a Pet Boys out 231 There's, or something. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's now open, too. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So. Yeah, a, a lot of changes out that There's direction. There's Domino's out there. I saw that, yeah. It, it's where uh, Empty Bottle used empty to be. Empty Bottle, that's right. And before Empty Bottle, I, I think it was a little, like, a, a I don't know, a salvage-type auto and mm-hmm. motorcycle parts store. I don't know what it was before that. But yeah, it's, yeah, that empty bottle was on Save My Bar it was. kind of TV show. You remember that? Is that where the horse trailer was? Yeah, yes. racked up yeah, where you go in. Yep. Yeah, that was the front door. Apparently, it uh, that's the Domino's now. That's yeah. right. So a lot of changes out that direction. I know the city parks have bought more land out there too. So there is, uh, yeah, a lot to come well, on that. Shelby's want Shelbyville's wanting to come this way, and of course we'll be moving our our uh, flight school. Uh, from out here at the airport to Shelbyville. So all of our students at, at the um, uh, MTSU flight program will be moving to uh, Shelbyville. They have the new Uncle Nearest right there coming into Shelbyville is that new distillery. And I oh, yeah. s- saw this past mm-hmm. week was the uh, announcement of an, a new racetrack. It, and a big racetrack, Big too. racetrack. Yeah. Wow. So it's, and that's all right there on or right off of 231. So yeah. it's definitely growing like crazy. And that racetrack, it looks like it's going to be 
almost bigger than the Nashville Super Speedway. I mean, it's, it it's a big place. Mm-hmm. Wow. And I'm sure that... Is that the one that was applying here and then they went there, I guess? They, they looked here, uh, but but uh, they went on to Bedford County. So Bedford County's excited. Yeah. And I'm sure they're really excited about MTSU moving out there because they're going to build like a 25,000 square foot building, I think, or at least that's, that's the plan. Great. That's mm-hmm. great. So massive changes. An- another thing that I know people continue to see as a problem is litter on the mm-hmm. roadways and people disposing of stuff like yeah. old couches out it's in the country just, uh, it, it, it's just a shame and and repulsive that that people don't um consider how nasty our society's gotten of just throwing things out and not having keeping it in your car and um uh, and then going out and, and dumping couches and mattresses and refrigerators and etc we have um, uh, we worked with the general assembly and our delegation here gave it to representative sparks and and um, uh, others to get a bill passed the uh, fine for first offense of littering in our community was $25 and we were able to get that passed statewide for it's $500 on first offense for littering now we got to catch them so our uh, uh, correctional work center where our workhouse is we've got guys we've got new trailers for them new vans are going out and picking up you you find some place where people are dumping we call them they call the mayor's office um we get get them right out there they go out and pick it up but we're trying to catch them so we we've got some uh, uh new uh trail cams that we're putting up we're trying to catch these people who are illegally dumping you know it's it's a shame well, it's really kind of cool. We caught somebody that was actually taking down a trail cam. <laughs> yeah, he was stealing our trail cam. Stealing the trail cam, and we caught him. I was like, uh, you know, it's got an antenna on it there, and it's uh, sending back a signal with everything. So, well, we used to have Bart Smith, who who would you know not only enforce rules regarding people's tags, but he would also look for those who are littering and stuff like that. Uh, I know he passed away years ago, but is that a position that could be refilled? Yes, it could be. Um, it's not in the budget, and I tried to get it into the budget this year, but we were late trying to get that done. But hopefully next year and the next county commission, we'll, we'll see to it that they'll be able to, to hire somebody in that position to go around and start going through garbage bags and see if there's a check or an envelope. It's got somebody's name and address on it, and, and we'll start finding these people. There is one thing, Scott, I'm, I'm worried about, and I know the mayor is. We've our our um you know public works group not really public works but our workhouse group has really done a great job and i mean we'll get we get calls you know every week about like the mayor was saying some refrigerator dumped or or furniture or something somewhere and mattresses whatever and and i mean they jump on it and get it and they get it done well the state was paying us you know to to pick up on the side of the interstate and 840 so that is going back to the state now the That's state correct. is actually contracted with uh their people and uh, whoever they've got to, to to clean sections of you know counties and so i'm worried about that if the state does a good job i feel like we're going to be transferring a lot of calls to the state on the interstate as well as uh, 840 on getting that cleaned up i hope they do a great job they they sound like it's going to work and it's and they got a good plan but we did such a great job 
our workhouse group out there and, and clean up uh, yeah. the interstate. Of course, they do a great job on doing our county roads as well. But. And we hope it's successful for the for the so, state picking that up. But it'll give us more time to pick up the county roads. That is true. Roads. That is true. Will this change anything for the state highways that come through our area where the county is currently picking up? That is correct. It will yeah. change mm-hmm. that too. Huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That means it's going to change a lot of those major roadways like 96, sure. 99, mm-hmm. and 231. Yeah. Which With the population increasing the way it is, it's just, it, it just seemed like just in the last couple of years, there's just more trash. People are throwing it out. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we, um, uh, we are in the process of remodeling four of our convenience centers, uh, making them larger. Uh, we'll be open uh, longer hours. Um, we'll, um, we're putting lights in to where you can, you know, come December, it's dark at 4 o'clock. So you'll be able to uh, take your uh, trash to the convenience centers at these four locations uh, up until 6 o'clock at night. So we're going to open at 7 in the morning and be open at 6 at night. And then hopefully next year's commission will be able to do the same thing and continue to. We'll take more products. We're going to take mattresses. We're going to take uh, uh, oil. That we're not taking right now we'll take uh construction debris so uh, we're, we're really paying attention to our waste stream that should make a big difference with the lines as well i would hope that go into yes, there sir. because uh a lot of folks will wait in line then once they get up there they'll say well we can only take half of what you have yeah. because we don't take this stuff we'll start taking c and d which which means the construction and demolition debris you know because people do things on on the weekend you know do a little shop remodeling or garage or whatever they're doing around the house and as long as it doesn't exceed the level of the back of your pickup truck bed then we'll take it there otherwise if it's over that then you got to go and take it out to the landfill and again going back to the littering fines that Mm -hmm. again is something that you guys have worked on for at least two years and changing and so starting monday july 1st the littering fine changes from what to what again 25 to 500 on first offense so first offense, yeah. if you're caught littering, and that's, I guess, littering anything. Yes. But the the main goal here, of course, is to get those folks who are... Even cigarette butts. Even that. You know, and matter of fact, talking about cigarette butts, uh, cigarette butts, uh, we have been able to prove that uh, um, there were five of the worst polluted rivers in the world. One was in China, was number one. Number two was in Russia, and number three is here in the state of Tennessee. What, what river is it? The Tennessee River. And now the Tennessee River is the most polluted river in the world. Uh, from what, uh, talking to folks in Nashville, because of the, the plastic. Cumberland. Huh? Cumberland River? No, Tennessee, no, river. Tennessee, Tennessee river. river. Because of the cigarette butts, um, they get washed in into people pull them up. You've seen them. They pull up the red light and take their ashtray and dump it right there at the red light while they're waiting. And those cigarette butts get washed down into the storm drains and storm drains on into the creeks and the rivers and everything else. And now, ultimately, it's in the... And so all those little plastic microns that are in cigarette butts are now polluting our river. You know, I I will say, it seems like this year, Percy Priest Lake looks cleaner than in years past. I don't know what has been done locally, but, of course, Stones River is what basically makes the main portion of percy priest Mm -hmm. lake so i don't know if anything's been done locally to clean up the local river stream or what but it it does seem to my knowledge knowledge. maybe maybe i'm i'm 
wrong in that yeah hopefully I'm just not, look, I don't just know. looks cleaner right? it looks cleaner yeah, I, yeah. Well, I went to center hill a couple of weeks ago and man there was literally just trash floating Ooh. all over center hill lake and I, i've not it's seen never that been that way no. it's never been that way so that it was kind of surprising to me and then at percy priest it, it appeared to be cleaner than ever so I one more thing what, i'd like to mention before we get off the air is uh we are expanding our museum at the courthouse uh, we're painting it right now. The, the carpet's supposed to be laid this weekend. So we're, we're now going to add another room upstairs on the third floor for our historical museum. And so we invite people to come down. It's uh, really starting to take hold and people are beginning to enjoy. So seeing where we came from. So we're telling our story of, of where Rutherford County has come from. So the the museum, is that open just every Monday through Friday, or how is that handled? It's open every day, seven days a week. Every day, Monday through Friday from uh, 8 to 5, Saturday 8 to 3, Sunday uh, one, to 1 to 3. No, one yeah, 1 to 3, 1 to 5. 1 to 5. 1 to 5. Now, I, I'm curious, this has nothing to do with the museum, but the historic wallpaper with the uh, half-nude woman on it in the... I guess county commission chamber. They, they just all oh, that. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's been that's redone. Long yeah. gone. That's yeah. yeah. I, I remember when that all made. That was the a news. controversy. Yeah, it, it was. Really was. Uh, it was a, a Greek, uh, Greek, whatever. But wasn't that the original? I, I mean, originally, isn't that what was installed there? No, no, no. That was actually done back in nineteen ninety six, seven, when they were remodeling yeah, in. Yeah, and they found some. Uh, I think Bart Klein's mother, who was the architect, she found this Greek revival wallpaper, and that's what they put up. And right after they put it up, she was the the lady that was on the wallpaper mm-hmm. was uh, didn't have a top on, and uh, so. Uh, some yeah. of the commissioners were offended, so they had to come back in with a little, a little sponge, and they, they. Well, I was there. I was there, and and you were there. We wasn't offended because we didn't know it. We didn't see it. We didn't even, didn't you know, look at the you know, but, wallpaper that close. So I think it was uh, maybe somebody that come to a meeting or whatever. Mm-hmm. But they come back in, and uh, uh, maintenance guy that paints or whatever came back in and they sponge painted over that to match they put a top on her they put a top on (laughs) but that's even been redone since yeah we put in a new wallpaper since we did doesn't have any images on they they could have put like a bathing suit top on her make it really stand out yeah yeah, bikini that's that's right that's right Uh, but again the museum (laughs) is open it's going to be added on to or it's going to have more of it at least yeah we've got three families right now that are wanting to donate stuff Uh, the late Bubba Woodfin his family he's had quite a collection of stuff Uh, he's already donated the original fence that was around the courthouse and it's outside uh, but inside, we're, we've got some really cool stuff that's uh, historical. Uh, the thing that we haven't told the story on yet, and I've told Dr. West, who's I put in charge of of creating this, I, I want him uh, to tell the story about the bullet. We've got this bullet, 50 caliber bullet, that was found in the top of the column on the west side of the courthouse when we were painting it a few years ago. And um, talking to the folks out at uh, Stones River National Battlefield, how do you think that bullet got way up there? And he said, probably the morning, this is a story, but so I'm going to stick with it because it's a pretty good story. The Sounds morning that Nathan Bedford Forrest rode in at daybreak because the Union forces were around the courthouse, camped out there because they'd taken control during the war. Uh, we had prisoners. There were Confederate prisoners down in the basement, okay? So 
uh, he wrote in to capture or to free those prisoners, and the and when he raided them, the Union forces ran down West Main Street, and probably in the running, just turned around and shot, and it went up in the air and stuck in that column. Wow! So it, it's kind of a cool story. And there are places on the outside brick, or there were, mm-hmm. where you could tell a bullet more than likely hit the side of the brick. Correct. Yeah, and that's part of our story, our history, where we came from, and where we don't want to do the same thing that we did in the past, you know? And it's we're a reminder. one of, a, what, four counties that have a pre-Civil War era? Only four in the entire state that that's a still working uh, courthouse. courthouse. That's pretty wild. Very cool. Again, yes, Mayor Bill Ketron with us this morning, and Deputy to the Mayor Steve Sandlin. Thank you for joining us today. Thank, Thank you. Sir. You're listening to WGNS Murfreesboro, local news. Yeah, that's right, on Monday. Local news comes your way next, and also a look at news around the country with CBS. If you're looking for an authentic relationship with financial experts who genuinely care about your unique needs, Capstar Bank is for you. Capstar Bank is dedicated to the people of this community. Capstar Bank wants to help you reach your financial goals. Because at Capstar Bank, you matter to us. Capstar Bank, 2230 Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard, capstarbank.com, member FDIC, equal housing lender.